So, yeah, I, I believe that you're going to really be more empowered by learning exactly how the mind works with you to bring you more of what you want uh, so that you can achieve whatever you're working on, your dreams, your goals, becoming the new mo- new you, the ideal self that you always wanted to be. And this is going to help you to really get in touch with the mental aspect of that and how to create a mindset and a mind pattern that works for you rather than against you. All right. Welcome everyone to a new episode of the NeuroFlex podcast. I am your host, Toby Passman. On the show with us today, we have a very special guest, Victoria Gallagher. Victoria is a worldwide leader in hypnotherapy, a best-selling author, an international speaker, a life success coach, and renowned authority on the law of attraction. So Victoria, welcome to the show. Thank you, Toby. Thank you for having me on the show. Of course, of course. So tell me a little about just kind of your journey into this whole world of kind of, I don't know what you would call it exactly, but I kind of think of it as like mindset hacking and personal growth. You know, what, what sort of spurred this whole journey into this world for you? Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Mindset hacking, personal growth. I I would definitely align with that. Um, So I've been a hypnotherapist for the past 23 years now. And, um, but before that I was a financial consultant, um, and I kind of, you know, at that time I sort of had followed my father's footsteps into that business. And I really, really for a long time enjoyed what I was doing. I was really successful at it. I had, you know, a great income, great office, everything really working out pretty, I mean, I should be happy at this, at this point in my life. And, and I was for a time until I just kind of wasn't. And one, um, you know, what, what started happening is I just kind of started having some anxiety attacks and I started feeling a little depressed and I couldn't like really get out of bed. And I did just couldn't really put my finger on what was going on with me. I didn't realize that I was like losing my passion for my business, um, that I was doing at the time, but I started, uh, seeing a a therapist and she had recommended that I take this personal development course. It was like a four day transformational weekend type thing with, you know, a hundred people. And we did all these really cool processes of, uh, visualization and meditation and doing a lot of soul searching. And at that, and it was at that moment in time that I realized, you know, I think there's something else for me. And I think this is, and it was really scary because I really thought that this was what I wanted to, I wanted to like do this for the rest of my life. I was going to retire. I was uh, putting away lots of money into my retirement account. And I just had this whole idea of how things were going to be. And so I started kind of pursuing this whole idea of making these, uh, these visualization recordings that I was going to sell on a website, just like the idea just popped into my head that like, well, you know, what if I took 
different aspects of the seminar that I really like and, you know, give, give people short spurts of this. And I didn't realize at that time that it was going to be meditation or hypnosis, but I started doing a little bit of research online as to like, you know, what makes people transform? Like, how do I write these scripts so that they're effective and that they're you know not going to be uh, hurtful or, or anything like that. And that's when I stumbled upon uh, hypnotherapy uh, certification training. And so um, immediately I just uh, took the class and I got myself certified and I opened an office and I created um, my website. And um, what happened though, I kind of thought this was going to be like a, um, like a, um, a side hustle as you know, as they call it these days. And um, unfortunately, and fortunately, uh, my boss, or was a stockbroker at the time, uh, you know, two months in to what I was doing, uh, caught wind of what I was doing. And he said that it was um, a conflict of interest for me to, yeah, for some reason, you know, that was a conflict of interest. And so he gave me an ultimatum and he said, um, and basically, I mean, there's few moments in one's life that you're, that's going to change the whole trajectory of your life path. And I didn't realize at the time that that was one of those moments. And he basically, I mean, I had to choose between a six figure income that I was making and where I was comfortable and a no figure income where I had office expenses and advertising expenses and no money coming in at all. And I, you know, made the very intelligent, wise decision to quit my day job <laughs> with no income coming in. And, you know, I went through, I had to like really put myself through the test at that point. Like, wow, like this is a sink or swim moment. And, um, and it took me probably a, a good year and a half or so of like really, really going down this deep rabbit hole of like things actually getting worse instead of better. And I didn't understand what I needed to do. And then I, I kind of realized that, oh, I'm not listening to any of these, uh, you know, meditations anymore. I'm not doing the work anymore. I'm not transforming. I'm just sort of like trying to do this all with my conscious mind and willing myself. But I had these deep programs um, inside of me that were really work hard and work harder. And, you know, and, and, and I, so it was fine, you know, finally, when I kind of realized that was going on, that's when I like really, really made the transformation and started actually listening to and practicing what I was preaching and, and doing the work, doing the internal work on my mindset and allowing myself to finally, uh, flourish. And so that's kind of, that was 23 years ago. <laughs> and what was it about you? You mentioned before that, that initial seminar that you were exposed to these sort of ideas. Um, what was it you think that sort of captivated you about that and sort of got you, you know, hooked on that trajectory? Honestly, it was such a, um, it, it, you know, I didn't, I didn't even, 
I didn't want to go to the seminar. Like my, um, you know, my therapist kind of recommended it. And I'm like uh, thinking to myself, oh, you know, cause I was very skeptical. I was very conservative minded and just um, kind of like, I, I, even though I had read some books about hypnosis and, and I had sort of an interest in self-help um, going and uh, immersing myself in four days of this was actually pretty challenging, pretty scary to me. Like I didn't know what to expect. And I kind of thought I was walking into a cult. And so I, I was a little bit um, resistant uh, to, to this work, but then I just, you know, I listened to the facilitator and it was just like, just, you know, I mean, just, just open your mind and, and allow yourself to um, just be in a space where you're learning. And that, that's all that's really going to happen here. And it was like, as soon as we had our very first meditation, where um, I just had such a profoundly deep experience of meditation that I had never had before when I went, went through that. And, and I, I just, it just felt really good. And it just felt like I just felt connected to myself. And I felt like for the first time, there was just this whole other realm of like maybe the metaphysical realm, the spiritual realm. You know, we just, we had some, we did some really interesting, fun exercises in there where, you know, we had almost like these psychic type of encounters and experiences where it like, it was like, it was mind blowing. And it just really introduced me to how powerful the mind was. And I'm just like, everybody needs to, everybody needs to experience this. Like everybody needs to know this and somehow or another, like I'm destined to be a part of this. And I didn't know exactly what that looked like in that moment, but I just knew like, you know, am I going to facilitate? Am I going to work for this company? Am I going to, um, you know, and it, and it turned out, I just wanted to do my own thing and, 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 you know, give people small doses of this at a time and, uh, you know, and, and introduce them to this, this world of the power of your mind. And, and then tell me kind of fast forwarding a little bit to when you kind of started on your own journey of like really exploring some of your limiting beliefs. And after, you know, you've kind of quit your job and we're at this place where financially, you know, you're kind of unstable at that point and trying to figure out what, what's next. Like, what did you find that, that you needed to resolve or figure out kind of within yourself to then really be able to like help other people in a, in a career of this? Yeah. So this all came about after, you know, I was just really going, so I, I went through this horrible process where, um, you know, like I, I think what happened, I, you know, I, I really had so much belief and so much confidence in myself, but it was like at the surface level, it wasn't like really ingrained in, um, you know, in, in my, in my subconscious mind. And so when I set out to do this, I, really had like the surface level belief and, you know, months and months and months would go by and I just wasn't making, um, I wasn't, you know, I was running out of money every month and this kind of, you know, it was a, this downward tailspin. And so I remember getting off the phone with a friend that I was needing to borrow money from. And I just felt so like mortified 
at that moment. Like, Oh my God, this is like, so not who, who I am. And as soon as I got off the phone with him, I just, I started journaling. It's almost like I was writing a letter to God. And, and I was just like, feeling like such a victim, like, like this is happening to me and like, there's nothing I can do about it. And the world is work. The world is working against me. And, and that moment, I just, it was like this cathartic, like the lights just turn on. I was able to almost like step outside of myself and look at myself objectively for the first time in a while. Um, because what I, think happened is I just went into this mode of fight or flight. And I was really just in a constant state of like, you know, I've got a, I've got 16, 18 hour days of sleeping at the office. Um, and, you know, and, and that was just becoming like ingrained in my brain that that's the way you do it. And it was like, literally just a bad habit of just willing myself to do that. So when I was in this moment where I was just having this like epiphany where like, okay, no, the world's not working against me. I'm choosing this. I'm choosing every moment. I'm choosing what time I get up. I'm choosing how I eat. I'm choosing how I, how little sleep I get. I'm choosing to not reprogram my mind. I'm choosing not to, I'm choosing to use these victim words that I know not to use. Like the world's working against me. This just isn't working. Um, you know, why is this happening to me and all these kind of victim mentalities. And I just kind of realized in that moment, it's like, it all became clear. It's like, this is not who you are. Like, this is just this little downward cycle, this little, you know, vortex, this little downward vortex you've just sort of slipped into. And so it was just in that moment that I kind of like realized, okay, I need to start to reprogram my, my mind again and, you know, and, um, and program my mind for success. And so I literally, I just started listening to my own stuff, writing affirmations, taking time for myself and just switching that mindset around to the point where now I'm able to tap into all the reservoir of creative ideas that, would help me to grow the business. I mean, even simple little things like, oh, you could have a sale on your website or, oh, you can um, list your stuff on more places like eBay and Amazon, or, oh, you could, um, you know, go and give talks at the library and, you know, sell your things there, you know, just like little things. Like I was just really not tapped into the creative thinking. I was just like doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result. And literally, as soon as I had that epiphany that breakthrough and started really meditating and doing hypnosis every day. And, um, you know, I, that's when everything just really turned around and I got into the black and I just con continued to grow and grow from there. And it, you know, it seems like when, when you come to that realization of like how we're really like kind of creating our own lives rather than being like at the mercy of, you know, our, our circumstances, it seems like incredibly like empowering, but at the same time, you know, somewhat, um, it's like a lot of responsibility, you know, in terms of like managing every thought and emotion 
you know, like realizing that it's like, oh, you know, that person isn't making me feel bad. It's like my reaction to what they're saying. It's like an in internal reaction. There's like, you know, a step in between what they're saying. And then there's something I'm thinking or feeling within my body. And then that causes me to feel bad. Like just realizing stuff like that. I, I feel like for me, it's like when I first started realizing that that's kind of, you know, the way our minds work, it's, it's a lot to like process. And like, it, it definitely doesn't like just happen. I feel like all at once, at least in my case, was that somewhat similar for you or, or just kind of walk me through like what kind of that process of like growing our awareness? You know, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a process that you have to, I think you're always going to be working on that process. I mean, I still have my moments, even though like I logically really get it that we're always creating our reality. We're always um, responsible. In that moment, I had such a dramatic shift into that way of thinking that, that it really became the norm for me. It really became the, the standard, um, you know, way of thinking. And it is, you're, you know, it's, it's extremely empowering uh, to think that way, but it's also easy because I think the way that society, um, you know, teaches you to think is that some, it's always somebody else's fault. You're always, we're almost taught to look at our outside circumstances and react to those outside circumstances. But really it's our, our outside circumstances are because of our inner uh, way of thinking. And so it, we have, you have to, it's like a 180 degree turn moving from victim thinking that everything out there is happening to me rather than just the opposite is what's happening. And to me, it's just such a, it's like, I can't even afford to think that way anymore because it's so down. You, you like can look at it and you can see how damaging it is. And it's almost like it's, it's a cozy, comfortable, addictive type of feeling to actually think that the world owes you something or that the, the world, um, is mistreating me or, um, you know, th that something should be happening that isn't happening out there. And, but it, it's just, I've just learned like pretty much from that moment. And they even talked about this in that same seminar that I took. I mean, we had this really profound, um, exercise that we did where we took a look at just something that happened to us. And it was this really creative exercise that we would do with our uh, a buddy and where we would like explain and plead for our case of what, how how wrong, <laughs> how wrong we were treated and, and how something so horrible happened to us. And then we had to kind of turn around and we had to fight just as hard for proving that like, you know, where we were the ones that actually created that situation. And sometimes you have to go back a little further to realize that like every single day, we're making choices and, and decisions. 
And, you know, it, it, and it, it may be that that decision or that choice seem like, you know, we're always making the best decisions and choices that we have in the moment with the level of awareness that, that we have at that time. So even though we may not have had the level of awareness that we needed at that time to make a different decision, we still made that decision. And so we can look at that decision and think, you know, what if I had made a different decision, how much different would my life be in this moment? And I think that that's really important for people to be able to realize like no one else is responsible for your life. No one else is doing this to you. You may have made decisions based on that. You didn't have all the facts and all the data, but you still made the decision. And so maybe next time you kind of realize that like, okay, well, you know, um, and that's where, like, I think the law of attraction really uh, comes into play a lot is because, you know, we're always making choices and decisions based on the tiny little bit of data that we have. But when you, when you focus on what you want with positive expectancy, hopeful expectancy with belief that I'm going to get what I want, then what happens if you really truly believe in that and you focus on that is going to be my reality, then, you know, it's not like some mysterious, you know, um, thing and happens out outside of you in the sky that brings that to you, your own mind. And you, you know, this, because you know, how much data we process in our brains on a, on a daily basis, we can't possibly be in touch with every single, uh, available option to us, but our our brain will rearrange itself to show us more of the possibilities and the options that are available if it knows what to focus on. But when most people are focused on, oh, this can't happen. And, um, you know, and, and they focus on the doubt and they focus on what they're not getting. The, the brain is arranging itself to validate and show you more of that. Yeah. I mean, the brain is definitely like a pattern recognition, you know, pattern making machine. And it's like, I, I always love the example of like, you know, when you, when you get a new car, you know, and then you start noticing all of those other, you know, the same model car that's on the road that you never noticed before. And the only thing that shifted was your attention is now on your, your own car and you're thinking about it. And then you just start noticing those cars pop up. It's not like they actually just increased, you know, externally, it's just your internal recognition of that increased because your, your focus was shifted. Exactly. And it's, so it's so powerful that when I think when a person just realizes, you know, that reticular activating system and, and how it really does bring you more of what you're focused on. Uh, and that's the only way it knows what's important to you and what, you know, and it doesn't, doesn't have a like, oh, she doesn't really want that. You know, it doesn't have any way of like uh, sorting through that. It only sorts based on, you know, what you're focused on. If you really, 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 really love coffee, it's going to just keep showing you <laughs> lots of options to, you know, it's going to show you lots of coffee shops. And, but if you're, um, 
you know, whatever it is that you're, that you're focused on, on the opposite side, it's going to show you more of that as well. And, you know, that's, you know, the brain is just, it's not even that it's like super intelligent. It's just super sophisticated and, and efficient at, um, at, at doing, at doing that. My brain definitely focuses on all the coffee shops. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, um, I could totally relate to, to the car thing. And I, I explain that when I'm explaining to people how to, uh, how the reticular activating system operates. Cause I think so much of law of attraction is actually really built upon that. Um, I do think that there's, you know, there's, there's, um, unexplainable synchronicities and serendipity experiences that do happen when you're, you're committed, so, so committed to, to, uh, realizing something that you're, you're just going to be a little bit more of a, you know, you're, you're going to be more in alignment with receiving some additional help that may not be available to you if you weren't as, as committed. But like when I bought my car, it was literally like before I had my eyes set on that car, I'd never seen that car anywhere. And then all of a sudden it's like, that's the one I want. And literally it's like, there's three in a row. Like I've never seen this car ever. And then like, there, there they are, there's three in a row. And it's like this, I didn't even realize this was a thing. And then <laughs> now it's a thing and, and you see it everywhere. And what was it? Um, uh, oh, it was kind of silly. Um, last night. It, it, yeah, it's, it was kind of silly last night we were watching family feud and they've never had like the two top uh, questions, the, the two top answers were like the exact same amount of points. Um, so never, ever seen it. We've watched many episodes of this <laughs> and they were never like that, that situation. And then two nights in a row is the exact same situation. So that's kind of maybe not exactly the same, <laughs> same experience of that, but it was just, it's kind of weird how like sometimes like you know, you, you've never had that experience before. And then now all of a sudden, you know, you're mm -hmm. just seeing it all around you. Right. I, I like how you explained it, or I, I guess I should say, I, I resonate and have a similar belief, uh, I guess that you do in, or, or way of looking at the law of attraction in terms of it being like a completely like internally your own mind generating that stuff rather than do you like, do you experience a lot of people like like sometimes when I like hear that word, it almost makes me like think of people who are just like sort of, you know, uh, almost just like think that like, you know, they can manifest whatever, like, like that just because they think about something that suddenly they're going to like wake up and be a millionaire and have everything that they wanted, but not actually like put the work in, not actually take the actionable steps, talk to who they need to talk to do the courses that they need to do, you know, like, like, it seems like that's sometimes lost of like the actual work. Like, do you, do you ever find that working with clients or? Oh, all the time. And actually when I first really started talking about law of attraction and, and I've always like, um, known about it. I mean, pretty much since I was, 
um, in my teens, you know, I, I, I knew that there was this, this law of attraction. I didn't know exactly how it worked. And I, and I always, but I always talked about it in my, uh, recordings and my hypnosis recordings and, and, um, then the secret came out and it was like, oh, now, um, I, you know, I can actually like really have conversations with people because they'll know what I'm talking about, but I didn't expect that people took that movie. So literal that like, literally that there's a genie out there in the sky. Like I just, I took it that like, that's their cute way of explaining it. And of course, everyone's going to be able to read between the lines and realize that like, this is all happening within you. And so newbies that are just getting introduced to this concept that ultimately what you think about, you bring about, well, yes, it, it is what you think about, you bring about, but you got to think an awful lot about it. And you ultimately are going to shift into uh, a feeling about that. And that feeling is ultimately going to cause you to notice things and take the right actions. And so it goes through this process that most people kind of don't realize is a process that's within you. The power is within you. My wish is my command. It's not like, you know, your wish is my command that somebody else is granting your, your wishes. It is all within you. And that's what kind of talk, uh, got me to start thinking about writing the book that, that I wrote practical law of attraction, because, um, it is, a, you know, I, I take people through a very practical process that if you read the book, there's nothing you could possibly dispute or disagree with in there. Um, and I wrote it that way for a reason. I mean, I, I really wanted people to, um, get the, the real handbook on, on how to, to do it from a practical side. Now I'm a very practical, common sense, rational, logical person. And so I wrote it from my perspective and that is my perspective. Is there like, um, you know, like, is there this whole premise, you know, the, a lot of people talk about the vibration and the frequency and, and things like that. And, you know, the way I like to explain vibration is, you know, like people attract like people because it ultimately does take people for any, any goal that you have is going to require somebody else. Somebody is going to come to you through somebody else. I mean, whether you're buying a house or buying a car or going into business or, you know, whatever it is, I mean, you know, manifesting your soulmate, it's going to require another person. So, um, like people like to deal with people like themselves. So if you're in a higher vibration, you're going to be manifesting people to you that are in that same higher vibration and will help you to get where you need, need to be. Um, and so I, I see no other way that it's possible, but I think, you know, maybe there's still more for me to learn. And I'm, I'm, I'm open to, to learning more about the like super, super ethereal, uh, <laughs> philosophies that other people have. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, I, I try to, even though I'm skeptical, sometimes I try to keep an open mind, even, even with that stuff. Cause it's like, you can't necessarily say there's no way that that some of that stuff isn't possible because you can't 
you can't prove that you can't prove that mystical experiences you know don't exist obviously they, they yeah. have and people still experience them and so yeah um i wanted to transition a little bit to you know talking about just you know i know so you're you've created these the the hypno cloud apps these recording my understanding these hypnosis recordings that are on on the app tell me a little about just kind of how hypnosis ties into this whole talk of law of attraction and helping people kind of clear kind of limiting beliefs and you know get to where they want to go in life like how does you know how do these hypnosis recordings uh, help people get there so that's a really good question and uh so hypnosis essentially is the relationship i say between your conscious mind, um, which is just the, you know, very surface level of mind. It's, um, you can kind of look at the conscious mind sort of like your desktop on your computer and the con the subconscious mind, which is the really where all the action is. That's really what runs your whole, um, all your bodily processes, your long-term memory, your belief system, your programming, everything ultimately comes from the subconscious mind, your emotions. As a matter of fact, most people, when, before they make a decision, they've already made the decision at an unconscious level. And then they just use their conscious reason and logic to um, justify that, you know, that decision, but the decision's already made and salespeople know this when they go and, you know, they're, they're working with people on an emotional level and evoking some sort of an emotion to get them to um, ultimately, you know, make the, uh, make the transaction. And so that's uh, essentially what we do with, with hypnosis is we just help people to make new decisions for themselves at the subconscious level where right now they try to do things um, like I was trying to do with, you know, just using that very surface level, that willpower and the willpower that we have in our conscious mind, you know, it just really wasn't designed for these types of decisions, um, you know, these types of permanent decisions. It's just really a, like a temporary get you through the moment kind of thing. You start your diet on Monday and by Wednesday, you're kind of starting to go back to your, your programming. And, and that's why most people who start anything, any kind of habit, that's why they, they typically don't last for very long is because their programming is just going to take over. It's going to override anything that we have uh, thought about for ourselves on a conscious level. So the hypnosis, just um, the way it, it, it works is, um, you know, you get your, your, your conscious mind to kind of like slow down. Um, you slow down the brain waves, you get yourself into like, you're normally like at a, a waking beta state throughout your day. Well, you bring your, your subconscious, you bring your mind down into like a alpha to a theta state where all the brain waves have kind of slowed down. And when that, when that happens, it sort of opens the gateway, kind of opens the door to allow yourself to really let these new suggestions, these new ideas, visualizations, emotions 
into the subconscious realm of the mind. And, you know, sometimes you do have to repeat it um, a, a few times to, you know, to really get that ingrained deeply so that it becomes uh, the new, the new programming. And then now you have your subconscious mind on your side and it, and it just becomes so easy and effortless and you don't really have to work so hard uh, with your conscious mind to, you know, to do whatever it is that, that you, that you want to do. I'm super glad you bought, brought, just brought up like the repetition aspect of it, because I, I feel like in my work, you know, the, the two most common questions that I get from like patients or clients that I start to work with is, you know, uh, you know, how long is it going to take for me to start, you know, benefiting? How long is it going to take for me to start seeing results? And then the second question being, you know, now that I've done 10 neuro sessions, how long are those results going to last for? And I guess my question to you is, is some, you know, some kind of putting that question back on you in terms of hypnosis. Like if, say if someone, and I, I'm sure, cause my answer to the question is always, you know, it depends. Um, it varies a lot, but you know, for someone say, who's been telling themselves for their whole, you know, adult or even, you know, throughout childhood, you know, that they're, that they're unworthy or that they have a, a negative um, mindset towards money, a scarcity mindset that they're not going to there's not enough money to go around, they're not going to have enough money, whatever it is, it seems like these like limiting beliefs or something that are like, they can be so deeply ingrained within us that it's like, mm -hmm. you know, buried in our subconscious. And, and it's kind of like, that's getting strengthened that that because of neuroplasticity, it's like those negative beliefs, the more we're thinking about them before we take conscious control over them. It's like the more those get ingrained. So so what's your experience been like when you're working with people to start shifting those beliefs and changing them, say like with a modality like hypnosis, like how, how long does it usually take how many uh, sessions mm -hmm. until people start noticing shifts? Yeah. So just like, like you initially started off saying it absolutely does depend because it depends on, I mean, like, you know, am I dealing with an 18 year old? Am I dealing with a 50 year old? Um, you know, how, how long and how deeply ingrained is that? And, uh, you know, how, just how far away from your ideal feeling and behavior and, and thinking process are you? So it really kind of starts there. We have to really be able to figure out like, um, how, you know, how far away is that is, is, is this person from how they really need to be. And, um, the other, um, you know, the other thing too, is just the motivation that, that people have to want to change. Sometimes people have, um, you know, they, they have benefits to being this, this way to being unworthy there. And so we, sometimes with hyp, hypnotherapy, we've got to clear those benefits and show them the benefit of, of being the new way. Um, but just like also what was coming to my mind that, you know, I don't believe that there's any such thing as a permanent change. Okay. Because of the neuroplasticity in our, in our brains, you know, so many people like, you know, oh yeah, you know, hypnotherapy is permanent. Even hypnotherapists will say it's permanent. It's permanent. It's not necessarily permanent because if you could change it in the first place, then 
you, you do have the ability to change it back. So it also just depends on how are you going to set up your new environment to support that, that change. If you go into hypnosis, you know, for 30 minutes for the next 30 days, which, you know, that that's like the typical amount of time that I always kind of, is like my go-to amount of time, like do it twice a day, once or twice a day for 30 minutes a day for 30 days. And you're going to see a change, but you also are going to have to support that because you've got 23 and a half other hours during the day where you, you can reverse that, you know, that process. I mean, just because you're going into, you know, uh, reprogramming mode for that period of time, if you go and turn around and start hanging around with the same people that have been giving you those unworthy feelings, those lack of confidence, and you continue to subject yourself to that, it's going to be much harder. So, so much of it, it depends on your environment that, and your habits that you, um, consciously also, you know, will will choose for yourself. Um, the other thing too, is those memories, they're still there. They still exist. They don't just disappear there. They, you have a record of everything in, in your, in your, in your mind. It's just a matter of now, you know, the connections are, are being made where, you know, this triggers you to, to that pathway. And so you are, it's really just going down a more well-worn path and wearing that path down so much that that becomes your natural habit, but you can, you can find those old memories again, and you can, you can resurface those old wounds again. Any, you know, um, it just becomes a little bit more ingrained, the more you, reprogram yourself and, and practice. But, you know, I mean, it can take anywhere from, you can have a total shift and epiphany that just really, I think fires those wires together, um, on a, you know, on a, like a crazy, um, level and then, or it could just take, you know, it could just be that constant back and forth practicing and, and rehearsing and doing the visualization for months, you know, and so it could, it's any, anywhere in between those, those two. Does that make sense to you? It does. It does. I mean, I, yeah, I think, um, people oftentimes in, in my line of work, or probably, I guess your line of work too, you know, I, I think there's like always the focus on the positive side of neuroplasticity. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, we've, we've realized that the brain before we thought, you know, a few decades ago, neuroscientists thought the brain couldn't change, you know, in adulthood and that you just started getting older and brain cells started dying off. And, and, you know, then we realized new ones are constantly forming and the connections between those brain cells are also forming. And it's, it's a very, like, it sounds very positive, but I feel like at the same time, like kind of what you alluded to, it can absolutely like there's a dark side of neuroplasticity where I feel like, you know, if you're if you're thinking the wrong thoughts, you're, you're taking the wrong actions on a repeated basis. Even if you are someone who's in great like physical and, and mental shape, you could start, you know, falling off your diet. You could start, you know, not just stopping meditating or doing hypnosis, whatever it is, and then you know, it, it makes sense to people that if they stop going to the gym, once they're super fit, you know, their, their body's going to 
gradually go back to that, you know, non-fit state. So it, it, it only makes sense to me that, that the mind works the same way, but, but for whatever reason, I, I get what you're saying in terms of that, where, where people view it as like this permanent thing when, when in reality, like, I don't, I, I am in agreement with you. I don't think there is such thing as permanent, you know, when it comes to the brain. Yeah. And it's a good thing because we wouldn't be able to change our brain in the first place to do what, what we want it to do. I mean, now we can support it with, um, you know, just continuing to, uh, you know, present that ideal situation to ourselves of how we want to be. And we can create, you know, a, a pretty set way of being and, uh, and, and have that, that set so firmly and so ingrained. I mean, you know, right now, um, I'm getting really close to 500 days in a row, nonstop, um, with, without like, you know, I mean, I've been meditating for many, many years. And I mean, I probably have missed in the last five years, 10 days altogether, but I just, I keep having to kind of start over at day one of consecutive days and I'm about to hit the 500. Well, I've got this pretty set idea in my head that like I get up and I go into my meditation room, but that took, you know, I mean, then I'm a 50 year old adult and, you know, so I was able to make that change as a, as a 50 year old. Um, so I don't think there's any point in our lives that we can't change and create a, a set, but that is fragile. It's just as fragile. Um, it, you know, all of the, the positive changes are just as fragile as the negative things, habits, you know, that like we can, I could change that any moment <laughs> that's that way of being. And, um, but it is, you know, it's, it's something that I'm programmed to do now, like first thing in the morning is what I think of. And I just wander into, my meditation room and same way that you get up and have your coffee. Well, you can change that. And, um, same way that, you know, people can get addicted to the, the news or TV, you know, or, or any, or drugs, you know, you can, you can get, you can program anything at any time and it, and it just becomes your set. I like to say it's like your set way of being rather than your permanent way of being, because you can always change it back. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Victoria, we're coming up on to the end of the show. I've, I've really enjoyed this discussion. I feel like I could keep going on this topic with you for hours. Um, but for, uh, for the listeners who, who enjoyed our conversation and, and want to find out more about you or uh, your work and your app, uh, where would you direct them to? So I would say the best place to get it all is my uh, main website, victoriamgallagher.com. Um, and, you know, I don't know when this will air, but um, I'm also, if you're really interested in creating a pretty quick change, um, I have this three-day uh, law of attraction seminar coming up in late July. And this is like, it's... You know, one, one of the things that I did, did talk about is, you know, the, the 30 days and all of that to, you know, uh, make, make changes when you're only devoting uh, 30 minutes or so a day, but uh, this immersive experience also for three full days where you're just like, ah, oh, you're just 
immersing yourself in this conversation, you're going to come away with, you know, some pretty powerful tools to change your life. So that's just another thing that's, that's coming up. The law of attraction intensive in July. Perfect. Perfect. Um, well, yeah, we'll have links to those uh, down in the show notes and for the listeners who did enjoy the show today, go ahead and uh, like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's NeuroFlex podcast. And then you can also find the podcast anywhere that you stream uh, audio podcasts on, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any of the other ones, we are on them all. So go check us out. And uh, yeah, Victoria, again, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all your knowledge and expertise. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really enjoyed talking to you and, you know, neurophysicist, it's a neurophysicist. Yeah. I mean that I just, I love talking about this information, especially from that angle. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Of course.